Okay, so we're starting on Kofiud Gimel Amadeis, about uh, five lines up from the bottom, the two dots. Okay, so if you recall from Shabbos' daf, Rabbi Yochanan had referred to his clothing as kabduni, those things that honor me. Okay, so now the Gemara says, So the Pasuk says, Beneath his honor is going to be a flame like the burning of fire. Where is this? This is in Yeshaya, talking about, oh, Sancheirev. Okay, so we're going to dash in now Sancheirev. Remember the nays that happened by Sancheirev? His whole army, 187,000 troops in the middle of the night, got, got killed, okay, when he surrounded uh, um, Chizkiyo in, in Yerushalayim. So the Pasuk says that, uh, that Yeshaya says about Sancheirev that the punishment's going to be that beneath, now now all three Amayroyim are going to dash in the Pasuk, but the Pasuk says beneath Kivoidoi, there's going to be a fire. So I'm Rabbi Yochanan. V'sachas Kivoidoi. Again, Rabbi Yochanan is consistent. He learned Kivoidoi means your clothing. So here, V'sachas Kivoidoi means underneath your clothing. V'lai Kivoidoi Mamish, not his actual honor, meaning that Rabbi Yochanan understands that the clothing of the soldiers was not burned, but rather underneath the clothing. So the body got burned. The body got burned, but the clothing remained. So basically when they came out in the morning, they found a bunch of ashes and the clothing intact. Rabbi Yochanan referred to his clothing as the things that honor me. Rabbi Yochanan, he learns kevoidoi, Tachas kavoida instead of the clothing. Tachas kavoida mamish in place of the clothing. In other words, that the bodies were burned. Oh, he, okay. He learns the same conclusion, but he learns it differently. He says also again, the bodies were burned and the clothing was intact. But he doesn't call kevoidoi as the clothing. He calls kevoidoi as the body. So he says tachas kevoidoi instead of the body. Uh, I'm sorry. He learns. I apologize. The word kavod is referring to his honor, his body. Place of the bodies. Oh, in other words, in place of the bodies, there's going to be ashes. So the body is going to, is going to turn into fire. It's going to turn to ash. But he learns it from Vesachas Kavoidoi, that in place of the body is going to be ash. Okay. Shmuel Banachmeni Yomar, Tachas Kavoidoi, is means Kavoidoi is the body. It means under the body. So he's borrowing Tachas from... Uh, 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 Rabbi, Yaki, Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan means under, and Kavoida he's borrowing body like Rebbe Lazar, so he says Tachas Kavoida means under the body, meaning that physically the body was there and the clothing was there. It was Kisrevis B'nei Aaron, like Aaron, that there was an internal fire that burned out the innards. Ma'ala Alon Shreves Neshama V'guf Kayim, just like over there the Neshama was burned but the body remained intact by Nadav and Aviyu. Afkan Shreves Neshama V'guf Kayim, so too over here. Okay, so all three are dashing the same part. Am Rabbi Achabar Abba, Am Rabbi Yochanan, uh, how do we know that you're supposed to change begadim? Uh, that you're supposed to change your begadim based on what work you're going to do. In other words, if you're serving in a position of prominence, you're supposed to wear mochashiva clothing. What do you see that? You see that because of Truman Sadashan. Truman Sadashan was like lahavdil, elef havdalas, but it was basically taking out the garbage. Okay. Obviously, it wasn't. It was taking out ashes, but it was a dirty job, right? It was a dirty man's job. So it was uh, what we'd call like a janitorial type of service. So there, they had to put on special clothing to take out the truma sedation. Truma sedation is the ashes. So since it's a lower level job, you should put on a lower level of clothing as opposed to your regular big day kuna. Okay. We learned in the Bryce Rabbi Shmuel, that by telling the client to change your clothing, it's teaching you which you were dressed when you cooked a pot of food, don't serve, right? In other words, don't wear the apron out when you're, when you're, the, when you're the maitre d'. 
to, so switch, take off the apron, which has all the stains to the food, and put on a nice uh, tuxedo when you're serving as the maitre d'. So a tamachacham cannot go out with, with patch shoes. It's a genai. It looks like a tamachacham is not dressed menschlich. Right? We always see those those uh, those uh, yeshiva shirabim that walk out with the chalon stains on the tie and they got stains all over. According to the Gemara, that's not appropriate. Go went out with patch shoes. If they're a busha, then why did he wear them? No, that's okay. One patch on the shoe is fine. Apparently that was acceptable, but patches upon patches was not acceptable. That already is considered a busha. He has a stain on his clothing. It's chayiv misa. Call misanai. All those who hate me, meaning who hate the Torah, have mother's love death. I'll take misanai ella masniai who cause others to hate me. When people see Tamida Chamim walking around like shlum shlamazels and shlumps. Then it disparages, causes chil Hashem, and so therefore they are going to be punished. Ravina Amar Revad Itmar. It's saying that Revad uh, 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 Itmar is talking about a special type of stain, a stain of zera. Vleipligi, and they're actually not arguing. Habiglima Rebbechin is talking about the outer shirt. Habilavusha, I'm sorry, the outer garment, like a cloak. Uh, so there he's talking about a stain. Habilavusha Ravina, who says it's zera, is talking about on the shirt. Because there, um, ah, so the the cloak that they wore, even a slighter stain, like a grease stain, was more was more visible. But on a shirt, only a more uh, a noticeable stain, like a zera stain, which is more noticeable. But a grease stain, which apparently was less noticeable, uh, would uh, would um, would not make a difference. You know, nowadays to put it in terms we can understand, the herring stain that you get from the oil in the herring is different than the chalon stain you get from the chalon. Okay. What's the meaning of the puzzle? Like my servant Yeshayo went naked and barefoot. So what does that mean? Obviously Yeshayo didn't walk naked and barefoot. Aram means He went with worn out garments. means with patched shoes. Uh, while the Marsha explains that Yeshaya was specifically instructed to do so, otherwise, like we said previously, it would not have been appropriate. Okay, Tiran Hasam. We learned in a Mishnah. Um, that if you have grease on the saddlecloth of a donkey intervenes, what does that mean, intervenes? Chatzitza on the saddlecloth because the rider is concerned to remove it. Oh, chatzitza, meaning you're dipping it now in a mikvah. Okay, so if you have grease on the saddlecloth, it's a chatzitza if you're going to dip it in the mikvah. No, only, why is it a chatzitza? Because the guy's going to want to remove it. No, it has to be at least the size of an Italian iser, but smaller than that, no one's going to care. So if you're not going to care to remove it, then it's not considered chatzitza when you're dipping in the mikvah. When it comes to begadim, if it's only on one side, it's not a chatzitza, but if you have a stain that shows on both sides, that is going to be a chatzitza. Um, because people find it obviously it bothers them to have it disturb, uh, uh, stain to that to that level. Now he holds that even on one side it's it's a chatzitza. Now 
Or it has to be on both sides, meaning it has to be a bigger stain in order to be a chatzitza, or even only one side is a chatzitza. Amalehi answered, Zulay Shemati, I didn't hear about this case, but Kiyotzev Shemati, I heard a similar case. The time we learned in a Mishnah, Rabbi Yaisi Aymer, Shal Banoyim Mitzan Echad, if you have a garment of Banoyim, then a stain even only on one side is a chatzitza. Okay, the Gemara is going to explain what Banoyim is. Bishal Bur, and that of a boar is mishtayt sadr on both sides. So he says, surely the mardas, the saddle cloth, is not greater than the garment of a amaaretz. So if regarding amaaretz, regarding an amaaretz, it has to be a two-sided stain, which we'll see in a minute how we get to that. If it has to be a two-sided stain, so then 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 certainly a saddle cloth, which is uh, you know used even a. a Less makbid, you're less makbid on it. Certainly has to be a two-sided stain. Now, my banoyin, what's banoyin that we said? Banoyin only on one side is chatzitza. That's talking about tamidachamim who are busy with binyan right? With up, upbringing the world and upbuilding the world in their days. Okay. So he has to be more concerned that his clothing be extra, extra and clean, and therefore even a stain on one side is going to be considered a chatzitza. Oh, so I uh, just apologize. Vishel bor means a bor. A bor is an amaretz. So that's what it means. Vishel bor, that of an amaretz, is going to be mishnayt stud, and that's what the word vishel bor meant. Okay, v'amre b'yaychinon. Ezel tamachacham shemakzirin loyaveda b'tviyasayin. Who is considered tamachacham that you have to give it back based on visual recognition, right? So Zachary just learned this in Perik Elamitzias that if you have a, a tamachacham who comes to you and he's allowed to look at the aveda that you have and say, yeah, this is mine. So a tamakakam is trusted based on just recognizing the item. He doesn't even have to bring a simit. Who is such a tamakakam? Zao makbana chalukai Somebody who turns around his, his uh, um, 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 a coat. So if he puts on a coat and it's inside out, he makes sure that he he turns it around. Okay. That we appoint him a leader over the communities. Right. So somebody, whoever you ask a shayla to, he can tell you it, even if it's a mesech kala, which was not well known. Okay. Okay. <laughs> For his bread, okay. That rule only applies to his bread. So you don't have to pay for his bungalow in his bungalow in the in the mountains or for his uh, Pesach program. You just have to make sure that the guy has food uh, to eat on the table. Whoever is asked Allah in any uh, part of Shulchan Aruch, and he can and he can answer you. Whether you can appoint them a leader over the community. If he can answer you in only one mesech to the one that he's studying, you could make him a leader in his own place. So, but if he can answer you in any mesech in Shas, then you can make him the Rosh Yeshiva. Okay? So, 
if he can only answer you what he's learning, then you make him a leader over his own community. And if he can answer anywhere in Shas, then you can make him the Rosh Hashiva. Okay, Rav Shimon ben Lakish says, Oimari uh, says, Elo going back to Banoyan. We said Banoyan is Mitzad Echad, Achatzitz is only on one side. So Rav Shimon says, Elu, what's Banoyan? Rav Shlokish says, Elu Kalim Ho'ul Yarin, Habam garments of the bathhouse attendants that come from overseas. They apparently were made from a very fine material. And therefore, since it's from a very... You don't know what's wrong? Okay. Give me one second, guys. Give me one second. Okay, right there. Okay, so so since they're very fine, um, the goddamn, so a person's going to be extra makbid on a, on a stain, and therefore even if the stain is only on one side. You're saying that these that these begadim are white. Vamer lehu Reb Reb Yanai Levana, but Reb Yanai said to his sons, "Bonai, my sons, I'll take Bruni loy bekem Levana, loy bekem Shcharim. Don't bury me in white begadim or black begadim. Levana shemal leyeska veyekachasim in avolim. If you can use white ones, maybe I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be zayichet. Okay, okay. So you have to stop yelling. Okay, maybe I'm not gonna be zayichet to tchias amesim because I'm gonna be like a. A chasan of amongst Avelim, Shcherem, and don't bury me in black. Shema Eske, maybe I will uh, be zayichet to sit amongst Sadikim. Vayik Avel I'm going to look like I'm mourning. In other words, I'm going to look like that I'm the only guy wearing black and everyone else is wearing white. So Ella, Bekelim Hol Yarin Abayim Medina Siyam, bury me in these begadim. So Alma Sumkin in, you see that they are colored. So what are you telling me? So if they're so makbid on stains, that it's mashma that they're white, but you see from here that they're colored. Gemara says, like This that Rabbi Yochanan was referring to as cloaks. The cloaks that come from overseas are colored. But Rabbi was talking about other begadim, like the shirts. So the shirts might be white, and that's why people are makbid, even on a small stain. Okay, back to the Mishnah. So he said in the Mishnah that we're allowed to fold... Um, we're allowed to fold um, um, begadim, and then we also said about remember there was machlekes in the Mishnah is Yom Kippur the same level of kedusha Shabbos or a lower level? If it's a lower level, then you can burn the fats from Shabbos on Yom Kippur. But if they're the same level, then you can't burn from Shabbos to Yom Kippur, just like you can't burn from the first day of just like you can't prepare from the first day of Yom to the second day. So so Shabbos Okay, so now we're going to get into this machlekas between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva whether you can burn the fats of Shabbos on Yom Kippur. Tanur Rabbanu Oil Shabbos b'Shabbatoi. The pasuk says that the oil of each Shabbos on its own Shabbos. This pasuk teaches you that the fats of Shabbos they could be offered even on Yom Kippur. So if Yom Kippur falls on Sunday, you can even be makriv the the fats. Okay. I might think the other way around also. If Yom Kippur falls out on Friday and you have the fats left over on Matzah Shabbos, you can even burn them on Shabbos. No, only on its own Shabbos, teaches that it's also to do to take Yom Kippur Kabonos and offer the fats on Shabbos. Teaches you that the fats of Shabbos could be offered only on Yantiv. Meaning, if a regular, let's say, sukkah falls on Sunday, you can be makar of the fats from Shabbos. I might think Yom Kippur as well. So Bekiva doesn't want to learn it to Yom Kippur because Bekiva holds Yom Kippur and Shabbos have the same level of kedusha. So when you analyze it, you're going to see that you can even bring the Dharma and the Davos on Yantif. Right? So there's a question whether if you make a neder and a dava, you'll have to bring it on Yantif. Sigmar is going to say now that it must be Rabbi Shmuel holds you can.
Oh, so Gemara says, Rabbi Shmuel holds you can, and since he holds you can, if he holds you can bring a neder and a dove on Yantif, then certainly you can bring the fats from Shabbos on Yantif. So why do you need a Pasuk to teach you you can bring the fats? If you can bring a neder and a dove on Yantif, you can certainly bring the fats from Shabbos on Yantif. So so what was the puzzling necessary? Obviously, it was necessary to teach you that what? That if it's left over on Yom Kippur, the Divi Rebbe Akiva, according to Rebbe Akiva, and the Dharma Nadavis in Kroivim, I'm sorry, it's to teach you that if the fats were left over, you can uh, be Makavit on Yom Kippur. The Divi Rebbe Akiva, but according to Rebbe Akiva, and the Dharma Nadavis in Kroivim, you can't bring the Dharma Nadavis in Yomtev. So you might have thought that just like it's Osir to be makriv the Dharma Nadavas and Yantif, you also can't be makriv uh, the fats of Shabbos and Yantif. So what's the Pasuk needed? The Pasuk is coming to teach you that you can, um, uh, um, what's it called? You can be makavit on Yantif. In other words, the Gemara is saying, how does Rabbi Kiva get to Yantif only, whereas Rabbi Shmuel gets to Yom Kippur? Why doesn't why does Rabbi Shmuel need it for, for, for Yantif? The Gemara says, because Rabbi Shmuel already allows Nadir and Nadav on Yantif. So he doesn't need a Pasuk to be matir the fats of Shabbos on Yantif. So if you have a Pasuk, you don't need it for Yantif. You obviously have to use it for Yom Kippur. But since Rabbi Kiva doesn't allow Nadir and Nadav on Yantif, so if he has a Pasuk, he can only use it for Yantif. He can't make two Chidushim out of it. He can only use the Chidush of Yantif. He can't use it for Yom Kippur. Okay, Om Reb Zeiro. Um, when, I was in, uh, when I was learning in Bavel, I used to say, that which you learned in the Braise. If your kippah fell on Arab Shabbos on Friday, they wouldn't blow the shofar. Is the sixth shofar at the start of Shabbos. Remember, we learned this uh, uh, way back when. We learned they used to blow the shofar a number of times before Shabbos to alert the people that Shabbos was coming, and we asked, where does he hide it? He hides it on the roof, right? Depending on how far it gets for him, for him to get back to his house, fine. So, Shabbos. at the end of Shabbos on Sunday, they wouldn't say Avdola. Okay. And that's held by everybody. Okay, so he's saying, I thought that this was held by anybody, and it's not subject to the Machoikis of Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva. He's looking the when I got there at Yisrael, I found Yehuda, the son of Rabbi Shimon Pazi, was sitting and saying, the Rabbi Akiva, he that this price only goes like Rabbi Akiva, who considers Yom Kippur the same level as Shabbos, the Rabbi Shmuel, because if it's Rabbi Shmuel, then Let's say on the shoifer, so people should know that the leftover fats of Shabbos can be makriv on Yom Kippur. This is when? This is at the end of Shabbos? His opinion, Yom Kippur is not as holy. When Yom Kippur falls on Friday, we should say on the shoifer, it's a sign to not to offer Yom Kippur fats on the Shabbos. This is when Yom Kippur could fall on Friday. When your kippah falls on Sunday and the sheriff is not sound, the kind of will know leftover fats can be blown on chops. Okay, so basically here's what he's saying. He's saying that we should blow the shifer when Yom Kippur falls out on Friday. We should blow the shifer to tell everyone that Shabbos is coming. Why? Why is that necessary? To teach you that, yeah, right now, we're going to take the fats of Yom Kippur and burn them this Shabbos. But you should know that you can't do it the other way around. You should know that in a future year when Yom Kippur falls on a Sunday, you cannot burn the fats of Shabbos. No, hold on, but that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm not understanding so much. You're not following this? This one spot. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have it clear, so I'm not explaining it so well. <laughs> no. 
Okay, Fritz Bishmol says the leftover fats. Shabbos, maybe in the Kippur. See this. Second. Okay. So, so let's just read that inside. So now he says. So, so he said like this. He said that Yehuda, the son of Reb Shimon ben Pazi, said it has to go like Rabbi Akiva because if that price went like Rabbi Shmuel, then don't tell me ain't taken. We shouldn't blow from Yom Kippur to Shabbos. We should blow. Why should we blow? Since he holds that leftover fats from Shabbos are brought on Yom Kippur, meaning if Yom Kippur falls on Sunday, you are going to take the fats from Shabbos and burn them on Yom Kippur because Yom Kippur has less kedusha. Then Liska, we should blow this. This year, even though Yom Kippur is on a Friday, why? To let us know that you're right. This year, we're not being mocked from Yom Kippur to Shabbos. But that's not because Yom Kippur is equal to Shabbos. It's because Shabbos is greater. And next year, when Yom Kippur is on a Sunday, we'll know that we're mocked of the fans from Shabbos and Yom Kippur. So, I answered him, that's your raya, why the Bryce has to be going according to Rabbi Shmuel. I answered him, no, you don't need it. Why Koyanim's reason him? Koyanim, no. Kind of know that Sunday, according, in other words, according to every, even according to every Shmuel, you don't need to blow the shayfer to remind Kahanim. Kahanim already know that this year Yom Kippur is on Friday. We're not going to burn fats on Shabbos. Next year, when Yom Kippur is on Sunday, we are going to burn Shabbos as fats on Sunday. reason. Do we say that Kahanim are? Our reason are careful and don't need reminders. But Tanabah, we learned in the Mishnah that there were 24 shoifer blasts, right? In the base of Migdash. And on Friday, we added another six. Three to stop the people from doing work. And three to tell people that, hey, Shabbos just got here. So why are they sounded in the base of Migdash? For Kehanim, to remind them to stop doing Melacha, uh, that's Usr, in the base of Migdash. So how could Rebzeva say that they don't need to be reminded? Like Abayi said, Regarding something else, Lishar Ama to be Yerushalayim was for the rest of the people in Yerushalayim, other than the Kaihanim. Hachanami Lishar Ama to Yerushalayim. No, it wasn't for the people in the Azara. Kaihanim in the Azara was for everyone else who happened to be on the Harabayas or who happened to be in the old city. Who it was for their benefit to tell them to stop doing malacha. Okay. Uh, now the Gemara wants to know: Is it true that we? Don't sound the shoifer. So again, that price is said, and we said that that price goes according to everybody, that you don't sound the shoifer when Yom Kippur goes into Shabbos. Meaning Yom Kippur is Friday and Shabbos is next day. You don't sound the shoifer. We should sound the shoifer so people will know that Yom Kippur is less than Shabbos when it comes to, he says here, cutting the outer layer of vegetables. So apparently that was something that's mutter on Yom Kippur. Uh, from Mincha and, and onwards, which was also on Shabbos. On Rabbi Yosef. So in other words, if people are going to be doing this melacha, they're not going to stop because Shabbos is coming. So we shall blow the Shabbos. Tell people, stop doing this one thing of peeling the outer layer of the, of the, of the vegetables. On Rabbi Yosef, because we're not going to be doing Shabbos. What's the Shabbos? Blowing Shabbos is the Shabbos. Is shvos? It's aser, right? Because again, we're worried you're going to carry, right? The whole thing with the Shabbos is worried you're going to carry it, okay? Now, so we're not going to be doiche shvos to be to to give people notification that something is mutter to do. We're only going to give people notification. In other words, if we don't blow the shayfer, then people won't start cutting the vegetables because they're going to be worried Shabbos is coming. If we start blowing the shayfer, then people are going to cut the vegetable because they'll know. Oh, I'll wait for the alarm. So we're not going to be over shvos to give people a heter to cut the vegetables. Okay, Rav Shisha, another answer. Rav Shisha read the Ravidi Amar shvos kroiva hitiroi. So they, they permitted a, a shvus 
for something that's immediately mutter, but but they didn't, but matter is for the sake of notifying people of something that's distant. Why is this distant? Second. Oh, he's saying like this. He's saying there's no point in cutting the vegetables this year. Why? Because you can't cook them tonight anyway. Because right after Yom Kippur is over, Shabbos is starting. So you can't cook them anyway this year. So the sh- blowing the shaifer and telling people it's mutter to trim the vegetables has no purpose for this year. What's the purpose? The purpose is for subsequent years, when Yom Kippur falls in the middle of the week, it would tell people that, by the way, you can trim the vegetables uh, uh, in other words, it's not for this year, it's for other years, reminding people that in other years Yom Kippur is different than Shabbos, you can trim the vegetables. So to allow a shvus in another year, to allow a heter in another year, that we're not going to be matir a shvus, matir a derabonor. Okay, a little further. Ushvus right? Is it true that they were matir a shvus that's immediate? But tonight we learned in the Mishnah. Yomter shecholiyah is bev Shabbos, Yomter fell out on Shabbos, taikin v'leim avdilim, we blow shofar, but we don't say avdolah. Moitzai Shabbos, if Yom Tov fell out at the end of Shabbos, Mavdilim, we do say Avdallah, right? Which we know we say Avdallah, Matayyenu, Veloy Taikin, but we don't say on the Shoifer, letting people know that Shabbos is ended. However, Liska, we should blow Shoifer, Kihechi Dilede, Deshri Beshchit Al Alter. We should blow shofar. There's a shvut. There's a there's a heter, immediate heter to do shchita right now because when you go from Shabbos to Yantif, you're allowed to do shchita. You're allowed to do eichel nefesh. So we should blow shofar right after Shabbos is over when it goes into Yom Kippur. Uh, Yom Kippur. When it goes into Yantif to let people know that there's an immediate heter that they can that they can do shchita. Sigmar says you're right. The second terrace has to fall away. like Rabbi Yosef said that we never are matir shvus in order to be matir to be to make something mutter to people, we're only override a shvus to make something asa to people. Okay, Amr of Zer, Amr of Huna. Some say, Amr of Yaba, Amr of Huna, Yom Hakipurim Shecholios B'Shabbos, Yom Kippur fell on Shabbos, Asa Viknevas Yorok, you can't trim vegetables. Amr of Mana, Tana, we learned in a bright seminary, Yom Hakipurim Shecholios B'Shabbos, Asa Viknevas Yorok. How do we know Yom Kippur, which falls on Shabbos, that you're not allowed to cut these vegetables? Tamaloyma, Shabbos Soin. It says regarding Shabbos, Shabbos Soin, Shvus, you have to rest from all work. Which means that you can't teach you an extra, that, uh, meaning it says Shabbos and again by Shabbos. So that's teaching you that even on Shabbos, which is, well, on Shabbos, which is Yom Kippur, you're not allowed to cut the vegetables. Lemai. Now, how do you know which type of cu- cu- cutting this refers to? You're going to tell me it's kaitzer, it's harvesting vegetables. We already know on Shabbos you're not allowed to do malacha of harvesting, of kaitzer. Must be trimming the vegetables that already were harvested. Shmami no. That's how you know it. Okay. Amr Bchia Barab Amr Yochanan Yamak Imam Shacholios B'Shabbos Yom Kippur falls on Shabbos Mutter Beknivas Yara. You are allowed to trim the vegetables. So he holds like this. Rashi explains. He holds. What was the whole purpose of allowing you to trim vegetables on Yom Kippur? You know, to eat on Yom Kippur. Why are you let to trim vegetables? Apparently, it uh, relieves some of the stress from fasting. So he holds, it doesn't matter whether Yom Kippur is, is on a weekday or Yom Kippur is a Shabbos, we want to relieve people some of the stress of fasting. So we allow them to trim vegetables. Apparently working with food relieves some of the stress. Meisvei, they, they challenged Reb Yochan from a Bryce. It says like this, Bryce says clearly, the do you know in Yom Kippur that falls on Shabbos, you're not allowed to do this. 
So Lamai, what type of cutting, right? The bracelet we just said. You're gonna tell me it's harvesting So So what do you see? You now have to trim vegetables on Yom Kippur that falls out on Shabbos. Sigmar says, Loi, Loi, it's not a Shlag up to Rabbi Yochanan, Loilam Limlacha. Really, Bryce talks about harvesting vegetables. And is teaching you that the Malacha of doing any work is both both over Ase and Alois Ase. In other words, if you do harvesting on Shabbos, you're going to be over both an Ase and Alois Ase. The Ase is learned out of Shabbosain, and the Alois Ase is learned out of Lysasin Kamalacha. The one thing I'm wondering, which I'm not going to really go into right now, is does that Ase of Shabbosain go only on cutting, or does it go on every? Every uh, every one of the malachas. And I'll ask Lizzie tomorrow if you're over stam a malach of schita, are you over both an asay and a leis asay? Okay, tiny kavasi to Rabbi Yochanan. We learned the brayz like Rabbi Yochanan. Yom ekavam shechol yos b'shabes muter ben the kivas yarek the knivas yarek. You're allowed to trim the vegetables. Skip the parentheses. Mefatsin beagoyzim umefarkesim berimoyim. You could crack nuts and break open pomegranates. Ben a michal amayla from michal onwards. Ne agmas tefesh. Okay, again, want to relieve some of the stress of fasting. A mice at the very Yehuda Mekavei Kerava. Members of Rabbi Yehuda's household would trim cabbage for, for. In other words, they prepare for after the fast. Is the idea? The very Rabba Garde Kare. They would scrape pumpkins again for after the fast. Kevin the Chazad Avu Kamacharfe. When Rabba saw that they were doing it too early before Mincha, remember the Heter was only after Mincha. Armalu Asi Gartzim and Rabba Mishmeid of Yochanan Asir. He said, he said to them, I just got a letter from Rabbi Yochanan that it's us to do this on Yom Kippur. In other words, he wanted them to stop. Obviously, Rabbi Yochanan didn't say this, but he told them this in order that they would stop uh, 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 doing it um, uh, so that, um, that they should stop preparing before Menchahajan Allah Eluk Sharm. Okay, Mr. Shem, tomorrow we'll start the, uh, the, the next parak, 16th parak. Have a good night, guys. Good,